0: 25 years on the pga tour and a lifetime member of the pga tour and pga of america jay delsing brings you his perspective on one of the world's greatest games as a professional golfer and network broadcaster it's the game that connects the pros and the average joes brought to you by whitmore country club golf with jay delsing is now on 101 espn
1: good morning this is Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm your host, Jay Delsing, and meet the chair next to me oh, is now occupied.
2: Here we go. Who is this guy? I here How he do you is. get in? Here
3: we are. Here, Gosh, here, here. We need here better we security around here.
1: I know. Call it Pearlie. I'm gone. Welcome, I'm gone. One time, well, most of the
2: show was already done. You had about I don't know six minutes that you had to fill, and now you're busting my chops. So, hey, Brad, was it a
1: great six minutes? Or I what? think it was like twelve minutes. <laughs> it, to be was fair. Great, it was a great twelve minutes. So let too. me ask you
2: a question: Did I get thrown under the bus last week? Oh no! Oh really? Oh no! Never. No, not at all. Brad, not at all. What? No. I don't know, Brad. No. Is there anything you can uh, pull up to kind of prove to me that I didn't get uh, thrown under the bus? Yeah, we can
3: find something. Okay,
1: all right. Let's, uh, let's... prove that you did not get thrown well, under the fine. bus. Fine. Would it you like to to, Would I you do. like me to listen to, like to my segment? I know you listen to the show while you weren't here. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we formatted the show like around a round of golf. The first segment is called uh, "On the Rain Segment brought to you by Golf Discount, and Golf Discount is where St. Louis shops for all of its golf needs. Um, very important, Pearlie. Our social media. Um, Play is uh, Twitter handle at Jay Delsing. Facebook, Golf with Jay Delsing. And Jay Delsing, Golf LinkedIn is Jay Delsing. And our Instagram account is... I don't know. Who does? Me, do you know?
3: I don't even have an Instagram. I have no idea.
1: Okay. Why would you? All right. (laughs) So we had a um, cool interview last week with Julie Inkster. We'll go over a little bit of what we... I want to talk just about a couple of things... On the Julie Inkster um, uh, interview that we had, we've got um, another episode of Whack and Chase, which is going to be fun. I've got a little training aid I want to talk about. i got some really cool information about Bubba Watson, and I got dissected the stuff from his bag and how you are far loaded as, for bear this far, morning. You far, are loaded far, for bear. How far as clubs go? which go just a tiny bit farther than yours That's and my mine? Yeah. And um, but the Julie Inkster thing. So we had Julie on. A couple things. That we didn't really get to talk about. We are going to have an interview next week with a woman named Jennifer Monroe. Uh, mentioned it just briefly with the interview with Julie, but this is called a. Segue. Tease, segue. Look at how good we're doing. The tease. This. Oh, tease. Yeah. Sorry, that's segue. Uh, yeah, hello. One of those. And, and, anyway, it's, it's called something like that. And um, what, what Jennifer does is she um, is world renowned at uh, personality profiling. And, and, and understanding how important your personality is and who you hang out with and who, and what she's done with Julie is helped her figure out who needs to play together, who needs to hang out together. Why, you know, give her some, some information. And it hasn't worked worth a damn for Julie because she's only won the last two Solheims right. and now right. she's on her third. No one's ever captain the Solheim three times in a row. And we're wishing Julie all the best. And, um, the other place I was going with this, Pearl, is Jennifer had a conversation with Paul Aisinger before he captained his uh, Ryder Cup successes at Valhalla uh, years back. And um, she was explaining to him how important it was, you know, to do this. And Paul went out and hired a Navy SEAL. Who was the commander and who understood all this stuff like a Navy SEAL would when they're putting these SEAL Team Sixes together and yep. things like that? And so uh, that I just wanted that to be mentioned in uh, about the the this kind of how we're going to tie in next week's show with Julie and these personality profiles and stuff. And I know Pearl, uh-huh. you uh, first of all um, have helped me with some understanding, just even myself, my kids, and things like that with with the way that they're. This is this personality is kind of how you're hardwired. It's not like, oh, I choose to. You know, this is. It, it how- is
2: how are you hardwired? And I worked with Jennifer, I think, as much as 15 years ago, and I'm actually certified in administering the uh, PDP program, and I think it's absolutely fantastic to better understand ourselves and understand other people, which well, is pretty key in life.
1: Give us one thing, if it sticks out in your mind. It sound like a whack of cheese. What's going on give here? Me one, yeah, give me, give us. Is there one thing that sticks out in your mind that you see more light bulbs go on from with these PDPs?
2: I think just the awareness in general for people. I think it, sometimes we kind of have a sense of it, but this program, the PDP profiling, and again, these are these are. Jennifer will say it's very different, and it is. But you've heard of Myers-Briggs. You've heard of DISC, PI, True Colors. There's a lot of them out there. I think PDP is the best. That's why I do it. Best to understand. Uh, but I think just how the light bulb goes on for people to say, boy, now I understand why that other person's the way they are, how I interact with them. And it just helps. And you're exactly right, Jay. We're hardwired that way. It's just like a, uh, our, our thumbprint. And by the way, it's not a good or a bad, but it's good to understand. So given different situations, uh, how you can approach them, and in the in the corporate world, how to put people in the right seats on the bus. My uh, sister
1: and- Kim was the CEO of Calvin Klein mm-hmm. uh, Cosmetics and Fragrances, and she used Myers-Briggs with all of the people to try to help them communicate better.
2: If you're willing to take the time to understand it, because this is not easy stuff right. to really understand it, but if you're willing to take the time It's fantastic for yourself, and I love that you've kind of looked into it for your kids a little bit, as I have, and it's uh, just really helpful. And and I think Jennifer is a great interview and behind-the-scenes stuff. If you didn't bring it to the radio, people would never know really uh, how she fit in there and how impactful uh, her guidance was uh, for for both Paul and Jennifer. and Julie. Julie, the other Jennifer. Yeah,
1: we got it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's it's uh it's cool stuff and i, I can remember taking that Myers Briggs back in the late eighties and the person administrating it for my sister said, You do what for a living mm. She's like your personalities and I've known it ever I knew that I was like a i was uh <laughs> all alone out there with my my the way that I saw and the way that I wanted to play didn't conform. And unfortunately, I conformed, and it probably didn't help my uh, my career any. But I did the best I could. Well, I loved your, your
2: personality is yep. in that uh, less than ten percent uh, who's walking on the planet. So whether it's golf or anything else, uh, it's not necessarily and anybody a fit.
1: that's met me can verify yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> that guy, stay away from that guy; he's nuts. Hey, I got to talk about this this cool training aid from Tad Golf. T A D Golf. This buddy of mine, friend of mine now, Chuck. Uh, mcpherson created this for his son it is the easiest training aid i've ever seen it's it's an arrow Mm -hmm. that you put down uh to help you with your alignment and he told me stories about his son and how it helped his son and um it's fantastic i we can't show you this because we're on radio but we're looking at an arrow that goes down where you're hitting the ball you set it on the ground it's a it's really well done it's a, a durable piece of uh plastic i like the look of it I and like it's the got look. a uh you know you can put a little uh there's a hole there where you can put a tee so you don't have to keep replacing it um so guys you gotta go check this out golf, com and check this thing out um there's a survey to take um these things are great promotional items. Um, but more importantly, how often did I spend time working oh. on my alignment? Well, at the end of the day,
2: if your alignment's off, you're off. Period. End of what story. What did Ernie L say? I, one of my favorite golf quotes forever. You know, here, here it, it, especially at the time of this interview and this question was, you know, uh, he was number one or whatever in the world very, very uh, much at the top. And he said, what's the most important thing? You know, when we think we're going to hear some incredible thing about, oh, at the top of my swing, if I'm loaded up, et cetera, et cetera. He said... When my alignment's on, I'm tough to beat. When my alignment's off, I can't find the golf course. Yeah. And so that's another interesting thing. If you do ever get to you go out and watch a, a PGA Tour event, is how much time the guys throughout the range are spending on their alignment, because alignment is key to everything. The best shot in the world aimed in the wrong direction isn't worth a darn, and that gets confusing. So. Uh, I think little devices like this, and I love, as you said, Jay, the simplicity of that. By the way, we can get Drew to post that on your uh, yeah absolutely. website. It's going to be on all and, the, yep. the social
1: media stuff. We're doing that for Tad awesome. Golf. We want to help awesome. them. Hey, there's going to be a Champions Tour event
2: next I know. four years in St. Louis. Is that cool? or I'm what? I'm so excited for you. Yeah. Are you going to
1: get to play? I don't know. I hope so. I, where, where um, we it, haven't we got gonna, that, that where, far yet. You know, gonna, we can't really t- we can't really release any of those. I'm I am not going to tell any of. Those things that I know. Right oh, now.
2: where it's playing? Yeah. Okay. When's that going to be released?
1: For, uh, very soon. Any? Hopefully, you on the, know the, on the, next... the Jay
2: golf and Jay Delsing show is that going to be the release point?
1: Uh, well, I know we'll some say of this. my friends. We'll yeah. Say it. Let's say this. Yeah. Okay, let's, just, let's, let's just let's just leave it at that because we're not so that take, accurate with those points. So stay anyway. tuned. Yeah. So it's going to be four years. It's going to be in St. Louis, and you're going to get to go check out some of the best, uh, well, the best players in the world over fifty. Wow. Going that's awesome. Tackle of course in St. Louis, and on I'm so excited for the community. I'm so excited for the – you know, look at what the – how the city responded to last year's PGA Championship. And, uh, no, this is not a major. This is not the, you know, the the young guys playing, but it's still
2: – Still a lot of fun, big time. Awfully big time. good yeah. golf. Good for yeah. St. Louis. That's awfully awesome. Awfully good
1: golf. Well, that's going to wrap up the On the Rain segment. Uh, let's take a quick break and come back for the front nine. This is golf with Jay Delsing. On 101 ESPN.
3: Doster, Olam, and Boyle LLC are a proud sponsor of Golf with Jay Delsing here on 101 ESPN. The firm was started in January 2015 by Mike Doster, Jess Olam, and John Boyle, three veterans of the St. Louis real estate, banking, commercial, and corporate legal landscape. The firm was founded on the shared view that success should be measured by client and community satisfaction, not profits for partner. The firm's focus is on business, real estate, corporate finance and restructuring, and succession planning. Since its founding in 2015, Doster, Olam and Boyle have been involved in real estate, business, and corporate transactions with a combined value in excess of over $1 billion. For decades, Doster, Olam and Boyle lawyers have been recognized as leaders in their practice areas by their peers. Doster, Olam and Boyle, LLC. Extraordinary talent, ordinary people. The choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely upon advertisements.
1: I want to thank Whitmore Country Club for sponsoring my show, Golf with Jay Delsing. There's 90 holes of golf at Whitmore. If you join out at Whitmore, you get privileges at the Missouri Bluffs, the Links of Dardeen, Golf Club of Wentzville, and all the cart fees are included in that membership. There's no food and beverage minimums and no assessments ever. They've got a great 24-hour fitness center, a large pool complex, three tennis courts, A year-round social calendar that is rocking out at Whitmore. There's kids' clubs, junior golf, junior tennis, swim team available for your children. This is a family-friendly atmosphere, a wonderful staff, and you've got to go to the golf shop and visit my friend, Bummer. He is an absolute treat. Don't forget about the golf leagues, their skin games, members' tournaments. Bummer and the staff out of Whitmore are continually running Cool and fun golf events for you and your family. Visit their website at whitmoregolf.com. dot com. I want to welcome my newest sponsor to Golf with Jay Delsing, is Golf Discount. Golf Discount is where St. Louis has shopped for its golf equipment since 1976. Golf Discount has been and still is locally owned. They employ the most experienced staff you'll find anywhere. There are two locations, one in South County just off of Limay Ferry and one in O'Fallon at Highways K and N. Golf Discount fits your custom equipment to your swing using the state-of-the-art GC Quad Launch Monitor. This ensures that perfect fit that you're looking for. Go to Golf Discount for all your golfing
0: needs. You're listening to Golf with Jay Delsing on 101 ESPN. You can find Jay online at jdelsinggolf.com.
1: Welcome back. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. Jay and John are here. This is a segment we call the Front Nine. Um, all right, Pearly. So, did a lot of research this week, and I came up with this thing. Wait a
2: second. Research on the Golf with Jay Delsing show?
1: I didn't say good research. Okay. I just said you read an Some research. You read an yeah, article. That's right. Google. You know. <laughs> Google. I got scared. a magazine. Look at I got. Look <laughs> at look at how uh, look at the what all this. No, I see. Stuff I see I have you did you of. did a bunch. It's cool yeah, stuff. Anyway, yeah. um, Golf Week has this article about Bubba Watson's golf bag. What's in my bag? It's, it's called My Bag. And I, I just found it fascinating. Well, wait a and second.
2: I, One reason I'm anxious to talk about this is anytime they show him on TV, his caddy doesn't play by the regular rules. The other caddies are kind of flashing what they've hit, that kind of stuff. His caddy, at least in the past, didn't do that. It won't, won't do it much. They don't want people to know what he's hitting. No
1: question. Ted, great guy. I went up to him. I had Bubba at Oakmont, uh, Friday's round, and I said, "I said, I ate a Bubba. Hey, I'm going to be with you. If I get in the way, just scream at me. It's no big. You know, I'm just going to do this. We're doing this for Fox." He said, "Yeah, no problem." And, you know, and going to I get some clubs. Yeah, no problem. Didn't didn't flash me one club. Bubba won't let him flash one. That's
2: club. how, that's how, the TV commentators, the people walking the golf course, uh, talking to the uh, audience, uh, know is the caddy will flash signals. Right on what club a player is hitting. And the caddies are really quite good about it. And when I got the caddy for Jay, I learned that. And I was on the other side when I was low man on the totem pole getting uh, signals for uh, Roger Mulpey. In the Ryder Cup. In the Ryder Cup. uh, Both some distances and and, and clubs. The caddies were always just great about it. That was part of the routine, and they did it. But you'd get the occasional guy that it wasn't. And I guess that's part of Bubba, Team Bubba, is it's pretty uh, tightly held information.
1: Well, here's the other thing about Bubba. So just diving into this a little deeper. This is one of the few guys, I'm going to say, I'm not going to say the only guy, because you can't have the way Tiger and Phil know how to play the game, at their high, high, high level that they don't do this as much. But when we used to play, Pearl, I can remember playing with Sam Snead. I got to play golf with Sam Snead. Awesome. That's awesome. Extremely cool. Yeah. This guy would deliberately hit a club that he thought would screw me up. Mm-hmm. On a par three. That's old school. He would, That's absolutely. Old school. So if it was a perfect seven iron, he'd take out a little bitty five and just chip that thing in there. And I said, oh, Mr. Sneed, what club did you hit? And he walked right by me and said, I hit the right one, Sonny. And I was like, I was pissed. <laughs> That's hard hard to believe that that pissed uh, you me off. I can see where it gets
2: you a little bit yeah. hot. But I also think it's it's cool that uh, you were playing with guys like that, that that was yeah. part of that. That was a big part of the game back oh, in the day. Oh, for
1: sure. But, but Bubba does this now. Bubba will go ahead and turn a 7-iron and, and, and hook it and hit it, you know, 210 yards. And he'll also hit it 160. But I
2: can't fathom that the rest of the players on tour are going to club off of Bubba. Nobody's clubbing off of Bubba. He's obviously uh, out of uh, in a whole different... Yeah,
1: no doubt. So where do, which end do you want to start on this end of this bag? Just go. Here? I think it's yeah. just
2: cool as heck that you've even got the information. Yeah, so
1: his lob wedge, his 60-degree lob wedge, goes 95 yards. Not crazy. Not really crazy. Not crazy compared nope, to a lot of guys out nope. there. No, but if you oh, start... I thought you were
2: going to say it's sixty-five degrees and yeah, not sixty degrees.
1: Right. I I, I was wondering his um, and and he doesn't have, uh, um. Yeah, he does have a sixty degree. I, I was thinking it was it was going to be a sixty-two or something. He's got a sixty-degree wedge, a fifty-six and a fifty-two. Um, so it says. So, so it, it says. says. Yeah. Right, um,
2: because I don't know they can completely trust this either. That it, unless they were able to go and uh, well, look, the manufacturers,
1: the manufacturers are going to make these the way he wants exactly. them, and then they're going to be put out. Who knows how? Right, right. But we're looking at this stuff. So the wedges are not all that exceptional. He hits a sand wedge 124 yards. That's a hell of a lot. I can hit mine probably if I smash mine. I can hit mine about a hundred and. 13 to 14, something mm-hmm. like that, okay? And then his gap wedge. So he carries four wedges. I only carry three. Um, his gap wedge goes 135. That's basically my medium nine iron. Maybe a hard, hard pitching wedge. But anyway, the stuff that just gets me is that when you go to his nine iron, it goes 165 yards.
2: This guy just plays all by field. All by field. Never had said. a
1: lesson. You know, what's really interesting, if you if you look at the way he he he'll tell you the way he played he used to play golf around his home
2: with a wiffle ball with I think. a
1: wiffle ball and he'd go around the front nine he'd slice it around the house and the back nine he'd hook it around that's the house. funny that's isn't funny. that funny yeah i mean man way, is- i'm not
2: sure anybody's uh picked up on that as far as hey let's get the kids to do that and i'm not sure i have to give it some thought about the advantages of playing with a whiff ball at all, other right. than, I guess, really understanding how to curve a ball and create spin.
1: Exactly right. And Julie Inkster had a really cool thing, uh, Pearl, on this uh, in her show where she was talking about how she um, got presented uh, to the game, and she lived across the street from Pasatiempo, Pasatiempo. Julie Inkster lived across the street, which is a great old Alster McKenzie course. We played the Far Western Intercollegiate Love that there. Yeah, and um she said they when they started getting good enough to hit the ball all the time, they went out and hit shots. And I can remember as a kid caddying and then finally working in the back room. And we would stand there by a tree, or there'd be a tree out there and go, I gotta hit this high and hook it around this tree. I gotta hit this low and get it around this this tree or, or or over this pond or over this bush or whatever it was and that's what this guy does that's the way he played but
2: also without going too off the the uh, script here when we were playing and Julie was doing that with the uh, with the golf ball the golf ball used to turn a whole lot more. Oh yeah, it turned. You can't you go out there and try to slice the daylights out of it now and you can't hardly slice it. So I think that's taken part of this away and we've talked about that as well. But I think Bubba still does it. I don't care. It doesn't seem to matter what golf ball he's playing. He can still curve the daylights out of that thing.
1: Yeah, there's no doubt. And I mean, let's talk a little bit about Bubba's career. He's won 12 times on the PGA Tour, two Masters titles. When I go with Jay Delson golf, you know, we take people down to the Augusta every year. We go right to that tree on number 10 Mm -hmm. where he beat uh, Who did he beat in the playoff? Was it um, Len Matisse? I think it was. Or was it our, our Louis Oosthazen? Maybe it was Louis. I think e, it was. He, yeah, yeah. Keep going. <laughs> Good pearl. Good. I think it was Oosthazen. But uh, anyway, he nobody hit. remembers second place. No, That's exactly. That means. And and um um. But so so when you see the shot, could you hit that shot? No. Oh no. Is but he's left hand. <laughs> only because he's left handed. Now, if you put that in the left rough, yeah. I could hit that. Job. Could you hook it that much? I could. And hit it I that could. far? No.
2: And that close? No. Below the hole, so you can make the ne- next shot. No. Okay.
1: Well no. I just trying to clarify. You asked this, me sh- if I could hit that shot. I did. <laughs> yeah, I could hit it. I'm not saying where it would go for sure. No, but the Very one honest. thing the one thing that that he hit his um, his uh, middle wedge, his sand wedge there, and he hooked it 35 yards. Wow. But you know, for as a golfer, we can't slice the short irons much, but we can hook them. We can
2: hook them. We yep. can still hook them. You can hook them. I can hook him. Yeah. Not yeah. always what You're I'm trying to do. I can hook him. him.
1: Yeah. Um, so anyway, so you get the, his 9-iron goes 165, 8-iron, 180. So Nick Price told me this cool story. You know, Nick was the captain of the international squad for the President's Cup three three times in a row. And Nick Price is one of my favorites. Great <laughs> nice guy. guy. Just Just uh, terrific. Won the PGA Championship here in St. Louis in 1992. Pretty cool. Anyway, he said, Jaybird, we're, we're sitting around. I got the guys together. We're having a beer and we're just talking. And so I said, Well, first thing we got to get, you know, we got to talk about the golf ball. Like, what ball is everybody playing? No one even talks about that, mm-hmm. how, how big a deal that is in the alternate chat and stuff. Get the guys used to the golf ball and then try to figure out everybody's distances. And so he says, <laughs> We're sitting there and we start somehow. Somebody brings up, Well, what do you hit 180? And Pricey's over there thinking, Little five? <laughs> you know, little yeah, sure. five, big six, and the guys like it's either an eight or nine, depending on the conditions. Wow! And he's going okay, so I'm out of this conversation. Right. I just need to direct it, right? Like, you guys right. just figure it out. But that—that's crazy. Jay, I can remember catting for you
2: in Wisconsin, uh, brown deer, and it was a rain delay, and so I'm breaking the rules again. I'm s- right inside the clubhouse there, and who comes sit right next to me is Bubba Watson. Yeah. Now, he was, people kind of knew his name back then, but not that much. Just that he was long. I don't think he'd won anything or yep. uh, that type of a thing. And first of all, how tall and thin he was. For first of all, I'm 6'3, and I, yep. the guy's definitely taller than that. Yep. And then he was playing that ninth hole, which is where we're kind of sitting yep. in the clubhouse just inside of that. And all the years, you would hit a maybe a cut five wood. A lot of times, it'd be a three or four iron, get it in the fairway. This guy's driving it on that green. Yeah. Now you hit the ball a long way, but yep. you and I never contemplated—never, maybe contemplated hitting driver, which wasn't very smart. Right. But never hitting driver on, on the, green. the green. No. And no. and this guy's knocking the dang thing on the green. So that was there was certainly some other long guys, but he was one of the new breed of long.
1: No question. No question. I'll tell you a story playing with him, in um, in um, Valdosta, Georgia. Big golf course, massive fairways. It was fun. You could really, you know, take a rip at some of these. And um, uh, he he didn't know this, but I, I was like, I had just birdied like three holes in a row and I was like three or four under. It was on a Saturday round. And I'm like, I'm going to go after one here. And, and, you know, he didn't know. I was, but I'm like, I'm, I'm having a long drive contest with Bubba. He just doesn't know he's involved in it. And um, I smashed one and it was a drive distance hole. So, folks, there's two holes. Every time we play on tour, there's two holes where they measure your distances, so that's where all of the driving distance numbers come from two holes. And um, I hit it out there. I remember it went like 3:23. and I was, puffed. Nice. I, was nice. puffed up. Yeah. I was puffed up. I was <laughs> puffed up. Backbowed. Everything was rosy. <laughs> I'm making birdies. 377. Whoops, three. Seventy-seven. How that pump-up. Per- how that Have you ever taken a pin and just <laughs> let all the air out of a balloon where it just goes? <laughs> he he wasn't even involved in it. He didn't. Sure. He, he wasn't. Well, that makes a, it worse for you, though. Of course it does, because <laughs> he didn't have the <laughs> adrenaline that I did. And I will tell you, I don't think I could have hit mine one inch further.
2: <laughs> he probably hit a little butter cut. Yeah, out he there. probably
1: hit his. Five wood, I don't know. Um, Plus,
2: he plays with the funky colored clubs, and then he yeah. them with the funky colored golf ball. And so,
1: I've got him at Oakmont, yeah, right, and we are on the eighth hole. The eighth hole is a three hundred and ten yard par three at Oakmont. Oh boy, which I'm going to this week.
2: Nice, go, go, go get her done on the three hundred ten yard. We go, golf.
1: we're gonna have a blast. Yeah, what am I gonna do? Lay up. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm standing about a hundred and twenty yards off the tee. And they're like, can you get us a club with Bubba? I can't. And you know, can't get a club. No, no. Well, I can get this club. He pulls out his driver. You want to know why? It's got that pink shaft. Yeah, I'm like, okay. guys, he's got driver out. Yeah. Like, are you serious? I said, he's got driver out. And I am standing 120 yards or so down to his right. And he hits this thing. It's coming right at me. And I'm like, oh, you know, and it's about 15 feet over my head and starts slicing. You know, and puts it right on the front edge of the green. Incredible the way he plays. And, yeah. and um, uh, kind of a different guy. Thinks the trees are talking to him. Buildings might fall on him, things like that. Oh. Mm. Yeah. I'd go there if I could hit the driver that far. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> a, he, he, he uh, one thing that was really interesting, he played that Volvic golf yeah, ball last year. I don't year. get that. Uh, no, I get it. I cash get money. Cash I get but money.
2: He doesn't need the money. Go uh, play and win tournaments. Yeah, Of course, if the trees are talking to him and the billies Yeah, maybe the down. trees took
1: his money. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what happened. Wow. But, um, so let's just go 7-iron, 195. 6-iron, 207. 5-iron, 220. 4-iron, 232. 2-iron. Two How far is he at? 2-iron. In the air. These are carry numbers now. 249 yards. You're only 6 yards off. I know, because I heard you talk about it before. Oh, 255. is three woods, just a smooth three Two seventy, and his driver is just a smooth 310.
2: Jesus, Louise. How far does he hit his putter? You know man, what, it's to amazing. me, Stu, when he stands up there and swings, it doesn't look like it's going to
1: go no. as far as it goes. Have you what ever seen I those— myth, Have you ever seen the—I'm going to tell you what you're missing. Have you ever seen that Mythbusters show on— Oh, um, sure. Okay, so they they've wanted to figure out Rory and um, Bubba. Longest hitters on tour. Why? Mm -hmm. What is the science behind it? Bubba Watson swings two and a half feet longer than anybody else on tour. The arc of his swing travels, so they measured it from the start of the back of the ball all the way up to the top. Next time you watch him, watch how far past parallel he takes it. Well, what does that get you?
2: Is it still a club head speed thing? If your club head speed is the same, are you telling me if the club head speed at contact... Is the same as you, yours you, you, and Bubba's because his swing's two feet longer, goes further?
1: I'm going to tell you this, and I'm no scientist. Oh, you know I was just going to say, neither one of us. And we're on our, this show, which is, you yeah, know, whatever. Yeah, loose at best. What I'm telling you is there's hand eye coordination in there and hitting that ball solidly. You can swing the golf club 150 miles an hour, but if you don't center it on that ball, you're not going to get full effect. Yeah. So, The hand eye coordination when John Daly came out and swung the way he swung, and people are like, What? And how far that went. So, does so? Your question is Does a long backswing always equate to more distance? No, it doesn't. Remember, Dan Pohl? he yeah, first got on sure. tour, he had one of the, on the shortest backswings and the longest hitters. But with Bubba and his hip motion, it is it is, is definitely effective yeah. and he hits the ball solidly. Rory, on the other hand, moves his hips faster than anybody else. And he had an interesting little idiosyncrasy. When he would go move start moving to his left, he had a portion of his body that would actually back up and give him a, a more whip like effect mm. with the with the club. So Take that to the bank. Not, um, take, you're, you're, I've been
2: taking that to the bank for 30 years, and I kill, still can't hit him very far. You're only going to
1: hear that where?
2: <laughs> on the Golf with Jay Delsing show.
1: Very far. <laughs> You know, he's sucking up meat just because he didn't show up last week because it's pretty good. We're going to have to kick him out more often. You know, that's going to wrap up the front nine. Uh, come back for the back nine. This is Golf with Jay Delsing on 101 ESPN. Quick note.
2: We just got a call from our friend Joe Schieser at USA Mortgage. He said the rates are still below 4%, and if you mention Golf with Jay Delsing, he'll give you a discount on your closing costs. Please call him today at 314-628-2015.
1: Do you folks know about a family-owned and operated jewelry business that's been in the St. Louis area since 1946? If you haven't heard the name Sutley before, well, you have now. They are the premier hearts-on-fire dealer in the metropolitan region and have been for more than 21 years. What's a hearts-on-fire diamond, you ask? It is the world's most perfectly cut diamond. The Sutleys are knowledgeable and passionate about your jewelry needs and are open six days a week. They will treat you like family and want to understand your wishes and desires. Their business thrives on developing personal relationships with you. Sutleys also strive to stay on top of the latest trends and fashion with amazing selection of designer jewelry from famous designers like Lagos, Zangani, Simon G., just to name a few. It's all done at Sutleys. Sully's is on the cutting edge of the diamond business, featuring the lab grown diamonds that can cost 30 to 40% less than a mined diamond. Whether it's a hearts on fire, designer or custom jewelry, or even the new and innovative lab-grown diamonds, let Sutley Jewelers take care of all your jewelry needs. I have known this family for 45 years. Go in and see Gary, ask for Gus, ask for Laura. It's a family business, and they are terrific people. They're located in the Lamp and Lantern Village on Clayton Road, just west of Highway 141 in town and country. You can also visit them at S-A-E-T-T-E-L-E.com.
0: After 25 years on the PGA Tour, Jay Delsing takes you behind the scenes from the eyes of a pro. Now back to more golf with Jay Delsing on 101 ESPN.
1: Welcome back. This is Golf with Jay Delsing, and we are going to the back nine. Um, got to tell you a little bit about Whitmore Country Club. 90 holes of golf at Whitmore, at your Whitmore membership. Um, You'll get access to other Whitaker golf courses like the Missouri Bluffs, the Links of Dardeen, and Golf Club of Wentzville. All the uh, cart fees are included in that membership at those facilities, 90 holes of golf. But out at Whitmore, there's no food or beverage minimums and no assessments ever. There's a 24-hour fitness center, a large pool complex, uh, three tennis courts. There's kids' clubs at night, and the kids' clubs are becoming so popular um, in the country club scene You can drop your children off at the kids' club, and they can hang out with other kids, play video games, go swimming. Lots and lots of things to do. Uh, Year-round social calendar is fabulous at uh, Whitmore, the holiday parties. Everyone's having a great time. There's picnic and date nights. They always have live music on the weekends. Um, There's junior golf for the kids, junior tennis. There's swim teams are available. We're just talking about a family-friendly atmosphere and a great staff, which includes our friend Bummer. When's he coming on again?
2: We gotta get him on again, seriously. Yep. We, yeah, we'll we need we we'll get
1: him on in the in the fall here before the, the, the golf season. We ends. need he's, more
2: good uh, bummer stories.
1: Yeah, he's terrific. So and, and bummer and the staff runs golf leagues and skins games, members tournaments, couples events, you name it. So um give Whitmore a call at six three six nine two six nine six two two. Um all right. So Pearl, we have really two, we'll call it new breed. That's an old kind of a refurb term that they used back in our generation. But we had three, two kids, really three, that came out this year and did some really unbelievable, unusual stuff. And we're talking about Matthew Wolf, Colin Murakawa, and um, Victor, Victor Havlin. Yep. And um, Victor, let's start at the... Bottom if there's a bottom. And I am not sure if he's that's gonna finish at the bottom, but no. he did not win a tournament this okay. this year. Okay. He, he he left school, Oklahoma State cowboy, all American there, left school. He's twenty one years old.
2: Um So he left early, you're saying? He left early. How he, early, do you remember?
1: Uh twenty one. I think he's a junior. Okay. He's from Oslo. Boy, I don't
2: understand that though. Norway. I don't understand why you leave early. Not well, in golf. All three of these guys did. I know, but Fine, I don't understand all three of them. Free free education, yeah, unbelievable experiences.
1: Yep. Think about it this way, Corey Pavin. Five years, no degree, and he's made.
2: I'm not saying hundred million dollars. I I can't. I'm not saying. And and maybe that was a different situation. He definitely wasn't, you know, into the scholastics. I just think it's a missed opportunity. It's not like football or basketball. You can, you know, break an ankle, whatever. Uh, I just think it gives you a little bit more time to mature and things like that. But I, I hear you, it, but I don't know that everything is dollars and cents either.
1: Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know the each one of these. I don't know these these guys personally at all. But we can talk about how much they accomplished at college, and they were probably thinking, "What else can I do?" But yeah. anyway, that's well, that's a good point. You know, so uh, I think Havlin's going to be the first uh, Norwegian golfer ever to play on a PGA Tour. Is that right? Yeah. Cool. I'm trying to think of who else it would be, and uh, I don't know. Okay. Um, but he's definitely the first one to have his this um, full time card. He um, he made six hundred and seventy eight thousand dollars last year in about oh five or six tournaments. Hmm. He uh, just missed keeping his card.
2: I was going to ask. So that's short of keeping his card. Keeping, yeah. So now he's going through tour school.
1: Well, it's the Corn Ferry Championships, and he already made it through. He finished. Uh, he he uh, finished eleventh in the Children's Hospital Classic at uh, Scarlet Course in Columbus, Ohio. Yeah, what a heck of a golf course yep. that is! And then he finished the week. The next week, um, he finished second at Boise, which locked up his uh, his tour card. His official world golf ranking going through all this. 111th in the world. Hmm. 21 years old, played six tournaments. He's already up to 111th in the world. That's pretty impressive. I have a feeling about this kid. I don't know why. I just have a feeling about this kid that he is going to be—we're going to hear a lot from him.
2: It's hard not to have a feeling about all three of these guys, so that you've chosen here, I think. Well, yeah, and these so other So guys... where, where's your feeling coming from? Or where do you... I don't
1: know. I, I like I like the way I've watched this this kid closely. He's got a— uh, not that the others don't, but he's just got a different demeanor. He's always smiling. He's always – you, I, I feel like he is fully embracing this experience and is really ready. Not like the other guys aren't, but there's just something different about him.
2: Ready more emotionally, you mean. Yeah. Because swing-wise like... – uh Colin seems to—Morikawa, uh, he seems to have the purest swing. F- no, f- from, from
1: technically, my... from a technical yeah. standpoint, there's no question about And he's showing
2: it, too, because he's been kind of kicking butt out there week in, week out. Uh, so
1: he had the best year of all. He's also the oldest. He's 22 years old. He went to Cal.
2: Does it count between 21 and 22? Is there I really know. a difference?
1: Well, and Wolf's 20.
2: And he went to Cal.
1: And Wolf's 20. Well, But anyway, he went to Cal. Yeah. Um, he was an All-American, University of Cal. Um, spent time as the number one ranked amateur in the world for about a year and a half, um, 2017 and 18. Uh, his official world golf ranking in seven tournaments is 59th. Seven yeah. events.
2: Well, he deserves every bit of that. That guy's played some serious, serious golf. Won and, his fourth tournament on tour. The pureness of his swing is...
1: His rhythm, to me, Pearl, is exceptional. And what's really interesting is that a lot of times you see guys that have really good rhythms with their full swing, and then you look at some of their short game or mm-hmm. their putting, and it doesn't match. His runs through the bag, and I think that's a big strength for him. He made one point seven five million dollars this year. Won his fourth that, event that's on tour. Three what pays, pays to go to Cal. Three top three top ten finishes, and he he advanced to the second um, round of the playoffs. So he not only made it right. to the first and the second, but probably the biggest thing that you get from winning the tournament. He won the he won the um, the event in um, Reno Pearl at um, Oh Montreux. Yeah, Montreux. We've had yeah. good experiences. Yeah, um, two year exemption. Yeah, that's what's that worth? Well, for a guy mind, like this, peace of, of mind, mind yep. and
2: all that kind of stuff. And I, I maybe too, as well as he played, it doesn't hardly matter. But it's pretty sweet to be that young. Already got a million or so in the in the bank. That's worth a couple shots. Or having a so. card for a couple of years, that's worth a couple shots. All yep. of a sudden this guy's tougher to beat. I agree. Yeah.
1: I agree. And you and you look at him and um what's interesting, so we'll go up to Matthew Wolf, talk about Matthew Wolf. He won his third event on tour, the new event in Minnesota. We talked about it at the time, the three M. They play at uh, T P C uh, Twin Cities up in Blaine. This guy swings is Peculiarly, as anyone I've ever seen, a lot of furyk, a lot of old school. But to me, this guy looks like a shortstop playing golf. He looks like he could just, you know, fast twitch muscles. Looks like he could just do play all sorts of different. Well,
2: sports. there's method to that madness, and he's got. I'm going to space in the on his teacher's name, his instructor's name, George. Mm. I don't know. Who anyway, is. just as unique. As Matt's swing is and Geikus, I think, is the, his name. And really interesting. And I saw kind of a special on them and a special on his instructor. I love some of the things that he was talking about. And, you know, it doesn't fit any model as, as Matt's swing doesn't fit any right. model. But it reminds me a little bit relative to. The loops and things lining up and making it happen uh, like a furore. Yeah, he's but out with, but with some
1: serious. Oh, power. he's got he's got major power. I major mean, he's built power.
2: differently. He's still a good sized guy. Yeah. Yeah. But, but serious power. He, I think he kind of sprung to the scene at the Phoenix uh, Open, sure I did. believe. Yeah, uh, it sure was did. the first time that he Peace was management. really kind of high, yep. highlighted, and was all over it. I think he had a strong finish of some sort. But uh, to me, that guy is. Has the gamer look? I think is what you are seeing in Victor Hovland. I, I think that Matt Wolf really has that gamer. He does. Not that Collins clearly not a great player or, or a gamer, but these kind of are, are like scrappy guys,
1: right? He won about a million four this year. Uh, got an interesting distinction: only two other players in the history of the game have he's won the NCAA uh, individual tournament and a PGA Tour event in the same year. Shares that distinction with Crenshaw and a guy named. Eldrick Woods,
2: Eldrick Woods. Yeah. So uh, Phil didn't win that double when he was not in the what, same year. Well, but he won a tournament as an amateur. These guys yeah. didn't win as an amateur. Okay, right. that's the, maybe the distinction. Yeah. 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 Cool.
1: Scott Verplank's the only other guy in the modern era to win a, a PGA Tour event as an amateur. Phil and Scotty V. He was a, a, player oh, too. Man, well, was he a good player. Oh man, I remember. Yeah. Um, he won his third event. He's ranked seventy fourth in the official. Uh, World golf rankings, and um, he advanced through the first round of the playoffs. But these these guys, and and uh, so I did uh, a little more uh, looking into some of the college, you know, this kind of <laughs> feeder system, and it's just awesome what's out there. Uh, there's uh, they rank. I'm not much into this, really. Pearl East, uh, they how they rank the college uh, teams and stuff like that, and the, NC, the NCAA. Tournaments hard to follow for me because it's that match play and, yeah. and things like that. But it's still, you know, great players out there. A guy for Texas named Cole Hammer. We watched him play a little mm-hmm. bit last year together. I forget where we were watching him play. Um, looks like to to be a really good player. He's on the number one ranked team. This kid from Pepperdine. I've seen him play just a little bit. I will absolutely chop up his name. It's Sahith Legala. That
2: was pretty close, I think. Yeah. does not. Doesn't, as, long as, he doesn't, <laughs> as long
1: as he doesn't hear it. Um, interesting, because he's, um, he plays at Pepperdine, which is turned in, when we were in college, right, Pepperdine didn't even have a program. It's
2: amazing to me. Then they yeah.
1: won the NCAAs
2: a couple yep, years after yep, that. Yep. Somebody was angry. Rob
1: Geiberger's brother is the coach there. Well, there yep. you go. There yep. you go. I mean, a, yeah, is it Brent? What? A Guy Burger is coaching. I may have said Rob and Rob might be the coach. It's a Guy Burger. Yeah. It's a Guy Burger. Right. Yeah. I I know what you mean. Yeah, let's not let's not haggle over that too much. Um and on the uh the the woman side, man, there's the 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 Duke team seems to be strong again and they got USC ranked number one for the women. I don't really Care to talk about USC yeah. too
2: much? SC and UCLA that never worked out too well. So no. we'll we'll. No. Where's UCLA rank on that? Jay? Fifth for the girls. What about for
1: the guys? Twenty ninth. Oh baby. Horrible. How can that even? How's it's that even said, possible? And, uh, I have a friend, Doctor Drew Winston, one of the greatest guys of all time. Helped my my family and just helped us at UCLA Med Center. You know when Dad was having yep. issues, yep. my sister Kim with her rheumatoid arthritis. Just a great guy and he bleeds UCLA. He calls me every three months and tells me about how in sheer disarray the UCLA golf team is. How is that even possible? Uh, you and they're I need to check that into golf, that. We need to go coach, a little
2: under undercover scoop and get that figured they, out.
1: They say that the golf coach is alienating a lot of people and just not, not doing what he's supposed to wow. be doing. Wow. Well,
2: that's, everybody's going to have their opinions. But yeah, it's, right. It's, it's hard to believe that they're ever outside of the top couple.
1: Yeah, they're ranked 29th. Wow. What about the golf courses they have oh, to play in LA and the, the
2: opportunities, the uh, the alumni, the alumni and the alumni. And the alumni. Well, the
1: funny thing is, you know, we talked about this before when you think about stuff like that. Um how did they not use our the guys from, you know, Pernice and Pate and Duffy and Corey and myself and to to help but the problem about me? What are you gonna just think, me? Just me? I said pearly. And they say pearly me? Yeah, get, I heard it. Get uh, that yeah. tape going again, yeah, yeah, me. Yeah, I'm still looking yeah. forward to the
2: tape from the last a minute, you here? Oh man, this is brutal. This is a tough when did he show up? <laughs> me. What? I was Just me and you. Wow. I didn't
1: even know the, the light energy over his when chair you, was when on. When you felt
2: the energy come through the door, that was me. That's why uh, that's when I showed up.
1: No, um but seriously though, I mean if, if someone would have called you, called me, we'd have called one another All those guys, we'd have been there in a heartbeat.
2: Well, I did go back, but to your point, it's not like we're getting called. And again, I'm joking that it would be me as much as you guys for sure, but I did go back and things were still, but that was a while ago. It was-
1: How many years ago was that?
2: 15? A long time. I have to tell you kind of a funny story. That So I go back and I'm just supposed to go back and have the dinner and hobnob and meet sponsors and things like that. Eddie Marin's. Well, it was nice enough to uh, to have me come back, and so I show up, and I've just got you know my little duffel bag. I'd flown into L.A. for the evening and yeah. gonna do that. And he says, "Hey, champ, uh, by the way, uh, uh, you're playing tomorrow morning." I said, "Well, pro, that's great. I'd love to play Bel Air, but I uh, I don't have any clubs. I have no shoes. I have no golf Game. anything. <laughs> oh, so I said to him, I said, he said, "Well, you can use my stuff." Now, oh no. I'm six, three, and oh no! no 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 no! yeah five, six, whatever he is. So I just started chuckling. He says, no, you're playing tomorrow. You're playing with Freddie Couples. So I don't care if I go out there with a peewee plastic set. I'm I'm going out. I'm going to play. Right on. And so actually, uh, an ex-teammate of ours, Brad Bell, was playing in the morning or afternoon opposite of whatever the heck I was playing. So I got to use his stuff, and it was... Semi in the same range yeah, yeah. as I as I play, but one fun part there. So I tee off with uh, Fred Couples on the first hole. I rip it down the middle. I hit a four in about three feet and tap it in for eagle. So that's that was the uh, the start out. I don't. Hey, need, what the, Fred make? Not an eagle. Right there you go. Okay, so let's uh, end this story. I'll right tell you there. It was fun Took with Fred him.
1: Couples down meet. <laughs> I'll tell you it was fun. One up after that whole one
2: thing. You talking? I know you play with him. You've been around him. I never caddy with you when you you, you did play with him that guy could play, and that guy could bomb it. You know, the holes we would know so well from Bel Air playing at UCLA, and here he's out there, maybe the first time or second time, whatever, that he's even played the golf course. He's making mincemeat out of holes that, you know, would take us to to our knees. That 14th hole, he says, I'm just going to, you know, pound a cut out there, and then he pulls out a four and whips it on the green. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, how how does he even pull this? I would
1: love to go back and play the golf course now at a distance that we have. It had to be back nine with a bear back then gosh it was what what do we figure pro it was 400 or 500 yards longer than the front nine and two shots harder yeah the 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 front nine was par 36 back par 34
2: yeah yeah it was just just a great place to work in your game I mean you had to learn a lot of shots and a lot of playing
1: yeah I can remember seeing a buried I'd never seen a buried lie before in a bunker I'm like, do I get a drop on that? And all those guys are laughing at me like, where, what's going on with this kid from Missouri? I was happy
2: to get in the bunker stay out of that Branca. Oh, man. Yep. Branca yep. was the worst.
1: No doubt. Well, that's going to do it for the back nine. Uh, stay tuned. We're coming up. we got our episode of Whack and Chase uh, and the 19th hole. This is Golf with Jay Delsing on 101 ESPN.
3: Urban Chestnut Brewing Company is proud to be an official sponsor of 101 ESPN's newest show, Golf with our friend Jay Delsing. Just like Jay, Urban Chestnut is born right here in St. Louis. With three local brewing and restaurant locations, you won't travel far to sample straight from the source. If you're heading out to the links this weekend or if you're just in the mood for a classic German-style beer, grab a four-pack of our fresh, refreshing zwickel Bavarian Lager wherever craft beers are sold. Urban Chestnut Brewing Company, St. Louis, Missouri. Prost!
1: Golf Discount is where St. Louis has shopped for all of its golf equipment needs since 1976. There are two locations in town, one in South County just off of Lee May Ferry, and one in O'Fallon at Highways K and N. Golf Discount is and always will be locally owned. They employ the most experienced golf staff you'll find anywhere in town. And if you're looking to get yourself some custom-fit equipment... Go to Golf Discount. They use the GC Quad Launch Monitor. This ensures you will always get the perfect fit you're looking for. Visit Golf Discount today.
0: It's time for the 19th hole on Golf with Jay Delsing. The 19th hole is brought to you by Mike Duffy's Pub & Grill. Mike Duffy's Pub & Grill, the best burgers in town since 1986. Mike Duffy's Pub & Grill, the best burgers in town since 1986.
1: Welcome back! Thanks for staying with us. You are entering the 19th hole. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. My buddy Pearly is with me. Uh, Mike Duffy's our official uh, home and uh, of the 19th hole. Love having Mike on board. We got a whack and chase segment Love coming it. up.
3: Yep, we're back with another episode of Whack and Chase, and I think I've got this name right, Moochie.
1: Oh, Moochie! How many oh, you you hey, I know a Moochie. Hey, Moochie, how you doing?
4: I am great. How about you guys?
1: We're having a blast. Thanks for calling in, Moo. We appreciate it.
4: Well, I love your show. I think you guys are doing a great job, but I really have a couple, I really have two serious questions for you.
2: Okay, so just for everybody so they know what's going on, we're pleasantly surprised by Jay's sister Moochie calling in. Uh, but she's got serious questions, so let it, let Here, them rip. Because my they,
1: sister's a good athlete, I can I know tell you she that she could she smash is. a softball like you have
2: never seen. Love that, love uh, that. So we have an athlete on the line. We love that.
4: Okay, okay. First of all, I love the game, as you guys know. I've only played about ten years, but so my first question is this, and it's really driving me insane. I find that I lose um, distance, of like on uh, my driver. It doesn't happen all the time, but I find I I lose a little bit of distance because my ball fades. Now listen, it's no it's no uh, slice, boys. I'm not slicing it. It just uh, goes up in the air and it looks like it's going to go fifty yards further and then just drop. Okay, and, and and goes a little bit right, but I don't want you guys to think I'm slicing it by any means.
1: Okay, so that's one. Can I tell and, you, Moo's competitive. too? Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. <laughs> Obviously, we know who's going to control this conversation, but I'll do the best
2: I can to get my questions in.
4: Exactly, exactly. So you
2: said Moo, just just you said you had two. Is you want to throw the other one out there so that? Sure uh,
4: the other one is I'm not crazy about ever being in the rough. I mean, I just I don't know if it's fescue or. Some kind of crazy Bermuda or what it is, but I always try to use my hybrid. Even if I could get in there with my three wood, I use a four hybrid because I find I can uh, get it out of there. But as you know, I play with my husband, and quite honestly, I'd like to quiet him down a little bit about this. <laughs> so back so,
2: to back to the competitive edge. So once you quiet her yeah, husband okay. down, that's one thing so, she's.
4: Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead,
2: Moo. We're not in charge okay. here. Hey, Brad, okay. Brad, put uh, Moo on the payroll. Would you hear somebody to uh, – wait, you get, okay. you leave, Brad. She's she's obviously directing this thing. you show. guys are
3: getting paid? What? Who gets
1: paid? <laughs> what? Wait a second. I didn't read that. Poorly. Okay. What?
4: Okay. You know, I'm told by my husband, who I love playing with, but I'd love to quiet him down about this particular situation I have. I when I'm in the rough, he goes you're not you're just not hitting down on the ball. You got to hit down on the ball. And when I do what I think he's telling me to do, it looks like I'm chopping wood.
0: Mm.
4: So what I would like to know is is I don't have a feel for that. I don't I mean, I know what it means to hit down on the ball and hit the ball first, but I just haven't gotten that down. I just have no feel for that. So What I'm wondering, is there like a little backyard drill or something that you could tell me to work on so I could get a a feel for that shot?
2: So my job is to kind of summarize here. So on the Golf with Jay Delsing show, on the Whack and Chase portion, we ask people to give us one question. So there's three in front of us right now, so we appreciate that. (laughs) Uh, Fades it, fades it, no slice, wants it to go further. Stay out of the rough. How do we stay out of the rough? And when we're in the rough, how do we hit it out of the rough? So... I have to ask you the next question, which is really a three-part question because yours is a three-part question. What are your expectations? What would you like to happen relative to your fades, which aren't really slices, Uh, staying out of the rough, which is probably pretty easy. You just want to stay out of the rough. And what is your expectation of when you're in the rough to be able to get out?
4: Well, I just want to get better. I mean, I know you're going to—nobody likes being in the rough. I'd like to hit it straight every single time and be in the fairway. (laughs) I wouldn't mind, you know, am I not turning on the ball on the drive? What am I doing for that drive to die like that and not, I'm not slicing it? The rough look. I don't want to be in the rough. You guys don't want to be in the rough. Everyone hates the rough. The rough's the rough. I don't care about that. Just get me out of the rough.
2: Okay.
1: All right, so okay. let no, me ask uh, no, this. A... i I got to gotta interject here. Okay. You guys are talking way too much, and I'm the damn host of the show. <laughs> oh, 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 so, man, but, here we go. when you when you hit a softball, and yes, you were a dead hundred percent pull hitter, you smashed well, balls. But nobody
4: taught me. Nobody taught me how to hit the, to the opposite field. I think I could have if somebody would have taught me. But. I never hit the ball right of the shortstop.
1: Nope. And but you hit so many balls on the line and everything. So yes. when you're yeah. when you're thinking about so we're going to relate your first question back to the softball uh uh the way you used to hit a softball with getting the barrel of the bat. So when you when you smash those balls to left field I can tell you and guys are brother like or sister
2: because he's not following the rules and the pace of no. the show, and no. Moochie's not following the no. rules and the pace of the show. Look, Brad, I'm going to take a break. You finish gonna up pearly, these two. You take a
1: month off, okay, Moochie now continue this. just to... hanging
4: open because I'm like, oh, my God, this is like, oh, I got it.
1: Yeah, so, so when, the barrel of the ba- when you hit balls hard to left field, you, got, you could feel the barrel of the back hit out in front of you, right? Right. Right, so when the ball's going out to right field – or your ball's fading a little. Move the front of the golf club related to the bat angle, and it's just it'd be it'd be like you just being late with your swing for your baseball, for your softball. So what that means is you just want to try to get the the club head through the hitting area just a little bit sooner. In relation to your swing, and I'm already going to solve and We didn't even ask it, Moo, any more questions. Uh,
2: exactly, I tried to point that out, but the two of you, I can tell your brother and sister, we got a little uh, family I, dynamic just going. on. just joined the show; got buddy, me all out I of whack. To
1: right
4: now. I'm ready to go. I'm getting my glove on. I'm going to, the
2: to play. <laughs> So, so, okay. so, Moo. One of the things we ask people, so Jay just helped you uh, with something very serious to help you with that piece right there. And before he goes to solve the piece about how to hit it out of the rough, got to ask you some very strategic questions. So. Tell us your best golf story, best golf experience. Tell us something that really clicks when you think of golf um, that you'll remember for the rest of your life.
4: Boy i I, I don't know I did, I mean I, I the best golf story for the rest of my life. Well, this year I had a hole in one, but actually it wasn't because I hit the ball out of bounds. On my first ball, second
1: ball, (laughs) hole-in-one. I didn't know that, Moo. You did? I looked
4: at my husband, and I said, is that a hole-in-one? and This is the kind of man he is. No, you got a three. (laughs) (laughs) So that's the the most recent. It's my most recent memorable story. So it was a par three, hit my first ball out of bounds. So uh, put it up again, hit it, got a hole-in-one.
2: Well, I think that's a great story. Now, that's the second person in the short history of whack and chase that we've asked about their best shot or best memory ever, and they couldn't remember it first, and both of them said they hold out the shot. They made a hole-in-one. Patrick, remember, about five, six weeks ago.
1: I do. That cracks me up. There was a guy that came on the show, and we asked him, and he was stumped by the question John asked him, and he goes, Oh, yeah, I forgot. I made a hole-in-one a few years ago. So, oh, so 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 no. Moo
2: Moo, I've got a question for you. What's okay. your best sports memory? Forget golf, because this is about sports, life, whatever the case oh. is. What's your best sports memory ever? And I know your your children were some pretty spectacular athletes, let alone your father. So I know there's oh, a I lot of competition. I
4: thought it was fine. I thought it was what I did the best. So what the, in that whole family? No, no. And I'm best?
2: expanding the question for. Okay. Neither <laughs> one of you guys listen at all. I'm expanding the question, <laughs> Moochie. Hey, if okay. you insult
1: the host one more time, we're gonna whack and chase you right off this show.
4: Oh boy, I'll tell you, there is a lot. We
2: there, have time for one.
4: Uh probably at uh for myself at a young age, uh uh realizing that I like in our uh School. They gave the, uh, an award to the best athlete for the primary grades, best athlete for uh, prep, and best athlete for academics. And I got it for uh, the primary uh, grades, and I kind of knew then that, like, I loved it, and I was pretty good at it.
2: That's awesome. Uh, and isn't that cool how we have those experiences whatever it might be that's impressive and they can kind of live with that forever. So that's absolutely awesome. Thanks. For yeah, John,
4: sharing. It's it's true when you're young like that and you, and it's so impactful.
2: Yeah. Love it.
4: It's so impactful. Yeah. yeah.
2: Okay. So we've asked the okay. questions. Jay has come up with, uh, some, uh, some tips on how to help you getting it out of the rough. So one, okay. Jay, how does she handle her husband's suggestions on how to get it out, out of the rough and what should she actually do?
1: As much as, the husband's suggestions are usually haywire. He's on the right track. So what happens, Moo, is you're you're what we would call more of a sweeper or a picker of the ball. So I bet yeah. you don't make a whole lot of divots when you swing, do you?
4: Never made one.
1: Yeah. So what happens when you get in the rough is you have to get steeper like – um Tim, my brother-in-law is suggesting, but <laughs> moo, you have to you have to make some adjustments to go with that. You have to move your ball position probably a little farther. Oh man, I'm going to say I'll take a, get a shorter iron and probably move it a little farther forward to mm. try to get the ball up in the air.
2: Okay. Otherwise, too far you back, you get a better steep angle, but you're just going to drive it into the rough. Gotcha. Right. And
1: and so when you get steep, you have to lift up your backswing. Okay, so you're going to feel like the club head is lifting up away from the ball and then drop it straight on the ball. Why you feel like you're chopping wood is because you're you are going to come down steeper, but you have to really make a hard effort to turn your lower half through the ball. That'll help shallow the club a little bit as it comes in and help keep it moving through there so you don't feel like you're just slamming into the ground and stopping. It's an unusual motion, and because you lift up your arms, it probably is making you stop turning your lower body. I'm 100% certain yeah, of that. You're right.
4: Okay, so wait, because you're lifting, because I'm lifting my arms?
1: Yep. Well, because you're trying to get a little steeper, like Tim is saying, hit straight down on the ball. I And got so you. you're trying to hit straight down on it, and because the grass is longer, it gets a little Yeah, way.
2: another way to think of it, too, is what's the shortest path with the least amount of grass to get to that golf ball? And so if you're coming in shallow, meaning kind of parallel to the ground, you're going to hit a lot of grass because it's in the rough. So you're going to have to feel like it's almost straight down, but aggressively straight down is going to make the ball go up.
1: Right, and move. The other thing is mess around with the ball position because I want to tell you to move the ball back in your stance because I think you're strong enough to get steeper on it, move it back in your stance, and then hit the ball first and turn through it And it. Every once in a while, the ball will come out screaming. I agree. It's called a flyer.
4: Okay, I'm trying it tomorrow.
1: Go out in the backyard. You have a beautiful backyard. I've seen it uh, not too long ago. And if you go making a bunch of Uh, divots, your old man's going to come out there and whack you in the head with a 6 Well,
4: you know what? I'd love to be able to do a divot. Never done one in my life. But I figured, you know, if that's that's how it is, that's how it is. Go practice um, in
1: the backyard and see if Tim likes that or not, Mel. (laughs) Okay,
4: Okay, so let me make sure before we get off – On that drive, I'm not following through is pretty much what you're saying?
1: You're not getting the club head through squarely. The club head is going from the outside across the ball and putting left or right spin on it just slightly. So what you need to do in baseball terms is you need to swing much more down put the head of that club and swing it more out at the pitcher or even a little towards the second baseman and make sure you bring the club head with you, meaning the club head closes a little bit, and you'll start hitting some draws, and you'll get an extra 15 yards out Exactly,
2: exactly.
4: Okay, okay. Oh, great. I'm excited. I'm I'm seriously going to try it. Turn the
1: lights on in the backyard. (laughs) Let's go. Let's go. (laughs) Thanks, Moochie.
4: All right, guys. Love you. Have fun. Thank
1: you. Bye-bye. And how about that?
2: I'll tell you what, that lady is intense. That lady loves her golf, and uh, I just have a feeling she is quite the competitor.
1: There's no question about that. Well, that's going to wrap up not only the 19th hole, but that's going to wrap up this show. Um, Pearlie, welcome back. Oh. <laughs> Me it's like you have been so gone much. for a month. Thanks you so much. six
2: minutes you had to carry the show by yourself.
1: It was a... Beautiful six minutes to meet. Thanks so much for keeping us together as much as you possibly can and um, working the board for us. Uh, we want to hear from you. Uh, write us at jay at jaydelsingolf.com and hit him straight, St. Louis.
0: That was Golf with Jay Delsing, brought to you by Whitmore Country Club. Tune in next Sunday for more from Jay, John, and the other pros and experts from the golf world. In the meantime, You can find all of Jay's shows at 101ESPN.com, as well as at JDelsingGolf.com. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors.
4: We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season.
0: You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes.